0: This is the Troll Patrol, live, with Justin freaking. Welcome to the Troll Patrol, live, it's a freaking Thursday. RB, Ginger, welcome, good evening. Planet X, 2106, drawn here like a moth to the flame. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I'll take a bong rip to that. What's up, fucker? Dustin, welcome. Good evening. Thursday, and I can already tell I'm not high enough for this shit. Not high enough for this shit at all. We're gonna watch a video of Marjorie Taylor Green, so I know I'm not high enough for this shit. <laughs> I should not have tried I should not have tried to hold it in my lungs while I was talking. That didn't work out well. I didn't work out well at all. I was trying to look all suave over here. I was trying to play it cool. This gigantic ass bong yet kept talking after I took it. Not a good idea. My eyes are watering. Did I already do the intro? Welcome to the Droll Patrol. Yeah, yeah, we did that part. <laughs> what up, bitches? What are we talking about tonight? I got a list of shit, I think. By the end of the night, I'm going to show you some kids being bottle fed. Remember, I don't like kids. Fuck kids, like seriously, fuck kids, not literally, don't literally fuck kids, that would be bad. Uh, we're a little ways, we're a little ways through the show before we get to Rip Green, probably about the 8.45 mark, an hour in. I'll give you, I, I will give you proper, there is both an appearance by Ted Cruz and an appearance by Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene. I will give everyone proper content warnings before those things happen. There's Maynard. That's Maynard right there. Maynard James Kitten. Bottling his ass on into the, into the bedroom. We're going to hear from a student who apparently went to a college because she thought it was going to be a bastion of free speech. She felt attacked. She wrote an op-ed, and now she's complaining about the response that she got to her op-ed. I am very interested to hear this. This was an interview on The Hill this morning. Now, apparently The Hill has been uh, absent from YouTube for the past week. They got uh, they got hit with the misinformation like the troll patrol did. I didn't get to broadcast on YouTube like the last half of the year because I was just we were just watching Trump be Trump and he said some shit that got us in trouble on YouTube and we got popped for misinformation. I, hell, I barely got my channel back. So I got the I got the channel back after getting the three strikes. They, they took two strikes away, but then hit me with another strike to make sure that I had another two-week ban. And then all I had to do was wait, like, three months. And, like, I, I'm, I'm free and clear on YouTube, no strikes whatsoever. I just didn't broadcast until, like, January the 3rd. That's when I started broadcasting on YouTube again. I was cutting up the clips from Twitch, putting shit that had nothing to do with COVID or the election up on YouTube, but I couldn't do the the full stream until January. Are you having computer problems, Spider? I do not miss computer problems. Even after getting my custom build, it wasn't until like, you know... I got into ungodly territory of RAM that like computer problems just did. You've got enough RAM, computer problems disappear. Like, yeah, shit still happens every now and again, but. The House has passed a bill to fund the government. That's why Marjorie Taylor Greene is mad. Mitch McConnell is going to tell us about revisionist history with the Democrats and their tax and spend inflation. There are claims of U.S. bioweapons labs in Ukraine. Apparently this has been, remember guys, like I'm, I'm fucking oblivious to what has went on in the world since I sat here with you guys last night. I look at headlines, and then I I select shit to put together a show, and then I I read the news for the first time with you guys. Apparently, some dumb fuck right-wingers have been sharing out Russian propaganda about U.S.-funded bioweapons labs in the U.K., or I mean in Ukraine. My current memory usage is up in like the twenties and something, but I'm r I'm I'm running OBS and have a bunch of uh shit. This this graphics package I have put together is kind of uh like it's multiple pieces of video kinda massive. I could go back to just having still pictures, which is far less intensive on the cpu but man I, I like i like how the ship moves up there i like how the the little bar down below does the color changing thingy yeah i reboot like i fucking rebooted before i did the show but i have a i have a solid state drive I remember back when I had just a mechanical drive. I I like. I did not reboot that often. Oh, so Dustin is aware of this conspiracy theory that I'm referencing. We're gonna talk about that specifically. That's that's gonna be our Ukraine coverage tonight. We're gonna talk about Harris and Poland. Talk about how the conditions have worse, but then we're going to talk about misinformation, bioweapons thing. I don't know yet. Sorry, uh, I, I do not know if it's a conspiracy theory or not. Biolab hype. Hoo-hoo. We're going to check in with the truckers that are apparently circling D.C. right now. This should be a really fun fucking show, shouldn't it? Trailer Swift. Itty. <laughs> hey, Warlord, you are an incredibly reliable source. Fuck, there's been times I have told you shit, and you've been like, no, no, that's not it, that's not it. Like, the fucking the shooting the other day. I, I fucking saw that, um, what's his name? The UFC fighter. Am I too stoned or am I not stoned enough? Cain Velasquez. Cain Velasquez was involved in a shooting and I thought that was the shooting that we had covered. On the stream that I Warlord corrected me, not not the Cain Velasquez. That was a different, the, the fucking, the shooting that we stopped and we like, we looked at here on the stream the other night, it was at a church in California, like, it was a custody dispute, and the dude killed his kids and his, his, his estranged wife, ex-wife, I don't know what the exact situation was fucking horrendous situation Cain Velasquez was actually like apparently some dude uh, sexually assaulted his daughter and he tracked the dude down and he shot at him he just shot the wrong guy like he was like he pulled up next to the car and tried to do a drive by shot the dude's dad instead of the dude Sparkle says she gets all her info from Warlord. I do not blame you. That's a. Good, it seems like a good time to plug the Discord. If you're on Discord, there is a thread inside the the Friends of Freaking server. Link down below. There you can get your War Warlord World News Service. Alright, everybody, want, everybody wants to talk about the biolab thing. The biolab's the interesting thing. I don't blame you. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Let's set it up here. We get our little Russia update. Russians keep pressure on Mirapool. Massive convoy breaks up. Want to flip through some pictures we've got here. The scenes in uh, Mirapool. Ukraine. I might be I might be butchering the name of the town. We don't give a shit about Zelensky. Millions trapped inside Maripool desperately scrounged for food and fuel as Russian forces kept up their bombardment of the port city on Thursday, while satellite photos showed that a massive Kremlin convoy that had been mired outside the Ukrainian capital split up and fanned out into towns and forests near Kyiv. National condemnation escalated over an airstrike in Mariupol a day earlier that killed three people at a maternity hospital, with Western and Ukrainian officials calling the attack a war crime. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky said the Russian refusal to permit evacuations from the port city amounted to outright terror. I believe... Vice President Harris, who was in Poland, called for an investigation into the alleged war crimes. We all watched the television
1: coverage of just yesterday. That's on top of everything else that we know and don't know yet based on what we've just been able to see. And because we've seen it or not doesn't mean it hasn't happened.
0: That makes sense. I, I'm high, I'm high. That made sense. I'm... Vision coverage
1: of just yesterday. That's on top of everything else that we know and don't know yet based on what we've just been able to see and because we've seen it or not doesn't mean it hasn't happened. But just limited to what we have seen.
0: Okay, okay. Battle of says... Pregnant mentioned. women?
1: Going for healthcare? care. Being injured by, by, I don't know, a missile, a bomb? In an unprovoked, unjustified war? Where a powerful country is trying to take over another country, violate its sovereignty, its territorial integrity, for the sake of what? Nothing that is justified or provoked? Absolutely, there should be an investigation. And we should all be watching. And I have no question the eyes of the world are on this war and what Russia has done in terms of this aggression and these atrocities. I have no doubt.
0: So she was in Poland where they were having these talks that went absolutely fucking nowhere. There's been some breakthrough in the last couple of hours that I don't know about. Putin's propaganda bubble is failing in Ukraine, according to the CIA director. Bill Burns testified Thursday that he believes Vladimir Putin is losing the information war in Ukraine, undermining the Russian leader's ability to rally support at home and abroad for his war of aggression. Putin has spent two decades building a propaganda bubble, and laundering disinformation through state media. That's why the U.S. has adopted the novel approach of attempting to preemptively debunk Russia's narratives about Ukraine, blunting the impact of false flag operations that succeed in the past. I'm sorry, you might have have heard me kind of giggle a little bit there about how the U.S. is going to preemptively debunk Russian propaganda <laughs> sorry 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 <laughs> the Biden administration this is not a lot li- this, this, the war is not a laughing matter bombing a maternity hospital is horrendous do not condone that in any way <laughs> Ah, the U.S. trying to call out another country on propaganda. The Biden administration has in recent days warned that Russia may attempt to use chemical or biological weapons in Ukraine after Kremlin-controlled media began propagating stories about dangerous bioweapons labs in Ukraine allegedly funded by the U.S. The U.S. government has rejected these claims as complete fabrications and suggested that Russia may use them as a false pretext in an attempt to justify its own horrific actions in Ukraine. Exploiting disinformation around chemical weapons has long been part of Putin's playbook. Burns said. I mean, this is exactly what he fucking did in Syria. Uh, Burns pointed to Russia's poisoning of former double agent Sergei Skripal in 2017 and opposition leader Alexei Navalny in 2020. Russia has also sought to cover up the Assad regime's use of chemical weapons in Syria. Delve deeper into the bioweapons claims. Foreign policy, how US bioweapons in Ukraine became Russia's new big lie. A viral conspiracy theory could be used to justify an attack, the United States says. Now, why I am always skeptical of what the United States says, they actually were right with regards to Russia this time. I laughed at the idea of a Ukrainian invasion, and it happened. I was wrong. The U.S. government had a good reason, I guess. Still kind of seemed like they were goading them into doing it, but apparently Putin was really gung-ho on it. I mean, apparently they're fucking launching a full-scale fucking war. In less than two weeks, a conspiracy theory about Ukrainian bio-labs has gone from a fringe QAnon Twitter account Becoming a major rallying cry for both Russian President Vladimir Putin's regime and the US far right. Now the White House says it may be used by Putin as cover for a bioweapons attack on Ukraine. Oh, I'm not I'm I'm not gonna be able to read all of this, mother. Find us another story on. This. A more impartial source. U.S. denies Russian claims of bio warfare labs in Ukraine. This is from Al Jazeera. The United States has denied Russian claims that Washington is operating bio warfare laboratories in Ukraine, calling the allegations preposterous. Warning that Moscow might seek to use the chemical or biological weapons during its ongoing offensive on its neighboring country. The U.S. denial on Wednesday came hours after Russia renewed its accusations that Washington was working with Kyiv to develop biological weapons in the vicinity of the Ukraine-Russian border. U.S. Department of State and the Pentagon also denounced the Russian claims. A statement Ned Price, spokesperson for the Department of State, accused Russia of inventing false pretext. I wanted to know... I wanted to know, and apparently China was appalled at Russia bombing the... uh, hospital. I like that John Kirby, the Pentagon spokesperson, called it a bunch of malarkey. Ukraine has also rejected the Russian claims with a spokesperson for President Vladimir Zelensky saying Kyiv strictly denies any such allegation. Sox is banging on a cabinet over there. I've, I have the fucking most spoiled cats when they want attention they know how to get it by being incredibly loud Chinese Foreign Ministry, meanwhile on Tuesday, said the U.S. has 336 labs in 30 countries under its control, including 26 in Ukraine alone. It also called on the U.S. to give a full account of its biological military activities at home and abroad, subject itself to multilateral verification. Ooh, seriously? Is China giving us some of our own medicine? What the fuck?
2: Recently, the U.S. biological labs in Ukraine have indeed attracted much attention. According to reports, in these facilities, a large quantity of dangerous viruses are stored. Russia has found during its military operations that the U.S. uses these facilities to conduct military plans. According to data released...
0: China is turning it around on the fucking U.S.
2: The U.S. has 336 labs in 30 countries under its control. The U.S. has also conducted many biological military activities in Fort Detrick. What is the true intention of the U.S.? What has it done specifically?
0: I say attention, but I don't know. I don't. He might want something in the cabinet. Like, I, I'm thinking he's on the guy. I never can tell what he's doing when I go in there.
2: military activities at home and abroad.
0: I think he's on the cabinet that has the catnip. China turning it around, though, on the US. <laughs> Asked about the Russian and Chinese claims, the spokesperson for the United Nations said the global body has no information to confirm reports about these kinds of labs our colleagues at the World Health Organization who have been working with the Ukrainian governments, said they are aware of unaware of any activity on the part of the Ukrainian government which is inconsistent with its international treaty obligations including on chemical weapons or biological weapons according to a UN spokesperson Ukraine has previously said It, like many other countries, has public health laboratories researching how to mitigate the threats of dangerous diseases affecting both animals and humans. Those laboratories have received support from the U.S., European Union, and the World Health Organization, while the Pentagon's Biological Threat Reduction Program has also been working with the Ukrainian government to ensure the security of pathogens and toxins stored in the laboratories. A former U.S. official who is familiar with the cooperation between Kyiv and Washington, told Reuters news agency on Wednesday that the U.S. had helped to convert several Ukrainian laboratories that had been involved in the former Soviet Union's biological weapons program into public health facilities. Yeah, I don't like where this is all going. None of this seems very fun to me. Playing with fire over here. It really is a new cold war that's kicking off. Could be a hot war. It's kind of... For the fucking Ukrainian people, it's a fucking hot war. Indeed, Orby. I and mean, we're ones to talk about the use of biological I mean we've used it more more recently than that Agent Orange in Vietnam fucking there is some chemical we fucking sprayed on on soldiers during uh first Gulf War it's insane. Inflation and talk of war apparently is driving stress for the people of the United States. Inflation Ukraine drive alarming spike in U.S. stress. An axios article, more than eighty percent of the people in the US say inflation, global uncertainty, and the war in Ukraine are significant sources of stress. A survey by the American Psychological Association out on Thursday finds more people rated inflation in the war as stressors than any other issue asked about since the poll was first conducted in 2007. Uh, the APA described the findings as alarming. Typically, our highest levels of stress have been in the mid-60s, so hitting, for example, 87% for inflation as a source of stress is truly astounding according to psychologist Bill Wright the senior director of healthcare innovation at the American Psychological Association I wonder why they might be having this kind of stress because it's not that's all there is in their news feeds heard of Fox News damn Bongino's See all your right-wing talking heads and they're like inflation 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 gas prices gas prices gas prices there is the senate minority leader doing exactly that content warning you're about to hear from the turtle don't blame the gas prices on the democrats
3: washington democrats are trying to pull off a political spin job for the ages Everyone knows that gas prices and energy costs have been soaring sharply for many, many months. Working families know all too well that gas prices and what the
0: fuck do you know about working families, Mitch?
3: Throughout President Biden's tenure, you rich, rich, Just this morning, we learned that inflation set yet another modern record last month prices skyrocketed another 0.8% in February alone
0: we could we could see double that digit inflation before the end of the year
3: inflation year on year the worst that's inflation true in 40 years and it keeps getting worse not better this has been a painful pattern throughout president biden's tenure we've now had nine straight months of inflation higher than 5%. And remember, three weeks ago, before the crisis in Europe, Democrats were already in a political panic over gas prices and desperately talking about a gas tax holiday. Three weeks ago, before the crisis in Europe, the average price of a gallon of that gas... That
0: could have something to do with inflation there, or shot up
3: more than a dollar from when President Biden was sworn in. Now, you'd think the Democrats would have been proud of this. Hostility to fossil fuels.
0: I mean, like, if you want to do some sort of gas tax holiday for a little while, okay, do it. I like, the, Will that make them happy? But I just, here's what's going to happen is the oil companies are going to hike their prices up a little bit. Like, you'll see some relief, but they're not going to go down enough cover the whole thing like they're going to make their money they going to make their money record-setting profits right now from all the oil companies
3: Mitch knows this and homegrown American energy is precisely what President Biden campaigned on here's what our president said on the campaign trail in 2020 he's direct- making neck noises and I don't like More it subsidies for the fossil fuel industry No more drilling on federal lands. No more drilling, including offshore. No ability for the oil industry to continue to drill. Period. It ends. That was the president in 2020. Here's what he told me. He's from his gobbler! I guarantee you, we're going to end.
0: end Now,
3: President Biden spent... Two years it's now.
0: very short-sighted, but New I mean, American if you do it for a couple weeks, a month no, or something, it's not going to matter.
3: Putting that hostility right into action. And Democrats' reckless spending that's fueled. I, I,
0: first of all, for the, the, the main solution is just to nationalize the fucking oil companies. Straight up. All the, all the energy companies, if you ask me, but if you want to start with the oil companies, you should do that. That's that's the that's the most obvious fucking thing. Well this is the second the second tier thing that you could do is you could like fucking give relief to citizens. You same way you did the 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 COVID relief. Here's your gas money relief. Let's send you fourteen hundred dollars. Let's send you two thousand dollars. Do it. Do it do it, do it, here's your gas money relief, and we'll do it, we'll tax the fucking, record profits, Exxon Mobil, record profits, Chevron, record profits, so just levy, levy a tax on those corporations, That would, be, that would be the second best thing that you could do. The best thing, of course, being nationalize the fucking oil companies. Nationalize the fucking oil companies. They have no business existing. I don't see how anyone can make money off of the oil, the coal, the natural gas that's in the ground. We should all own that. That belongs to us. Collective... And it should be used to meet our our energy needs. And that's another that's another fucking thing. We're just we're just shoveling uh, any any oil that we produce. We're just shoveling into the world market and buying it back. Nationalize the fucking industries.
3: Pulled across the board inflation. Has made America's pain at the pump even worse. But in the last few days, the Biden administration has tried to invent some laugh out loud, laugh out loud revisionist history.
0: (coughs) Bitch fucking McConnell knows what LOL means. Has he been, has he, does he text his wife and shit?
3: Trying. To rebrand the entire increase in gas prices on their watch. Listen to this. Do you think
0: do you think he's on Twitter? Invasion
3: of Ukraine. (coughs) So they want to blame fourteen months of gas price increases on the last two weeks of turmoil. Washington Democrats war on domestic energy long, long predates Putin's war on Ukraine. So let me say that again. Democrats' war on domestic energy long predates Putin's war on Ukraine. Now I'm not high enough for this Americans shit. Stopping, stopping our purchases of Putin's oil. But Democrats' 14-month war on our own production will make that necessary action more painful for American families than it had to be. If the Biden administration spent 14 months promoting American energy instead of attacking our production and fueling inflation, we'd be better positioned to push back on Putin at less painful cost to American families.
0: No, 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 If we had converted to clean energy 20, 30 fucking years ago, 40 fucking years ago, back when Carter started putting solar panels on the, the White House roof, to set an example, if we had started because uh, that was Carter's big thing—he wanted to cut our dependence on foreign oil. He wanted to move to other sources of energy, and the 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 right wing crucified him for it. He was right. They still talk about how bad of a president Jimmy Carter was. But no, Jimmy Carter came in and said the fucking truth. And they didn't want to hear it. No, 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 no. They wanted they wanted Reagan to come in and blow smoke up their ass about a new American morning or whatever the fuck his slogan was. New day in America. That's what it was. The new day in America. Mitch Mitch is from that time period. That's where Mitch took office. We can't get rid of these goddamn cancerous baby boomers. I don't know. Mitch might be older than a baby boomer. It's possible. But I, I... I hate them. I hate them all. I hate them all. They, want, they wanted Reagan to come in, deregulate everything. They wanted to do a lot of cocaine. They wanted to speculate. And that's when we got into this, this boom-bust cycle of, of market crashes. Bullshit. President Carter was right about fucking everything. They just didn't want to hear it. And he was, that was the right time, that, Carter, that was the right time to take action on climate change, to build new infrastructure and build it better and more efficient, more energy efficient. That was the time. The, the election of Ronald Reagan might quite possibly be one of the most consequential moments in the history of this country. At least at least for modern history, for our lives, fucking the election of Reagan just reverberates through everything. The Reagan Revolution, all the all the jackass Republicans that came with it. Exactly, Dustin. They want to subsidize more oil. All I've heard from right wingers is fucking like, Well, we need to drill more, drill more. Biden needs to get out of the way fucking, they got fucking 9,000 something leases. They can drill wherever the fuck they want. Oh, you're right, Ida. The boom-bust cycle had been there. We, we, we had put stabilizers on it for, for a little bit there. Just the economy in general seems to, uh, not work right. I mean, it only goes but it only goes back like, you know, 150 years. The modern, like, carnation. Carnation. The financial industry. That's our, that's our issue here in the U S and how much like the, the financial industry accounts for like 20 something percent of our GDP or some shit like that. It's insane. Like that, that number was in the single digits back in like the nineties. Yeah. It's, it's, it's button carnation. Isn't carnation that shit that you, you put in your, your milk for your instant breakfast in the morning? Keep your bones strong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wild tonight, bitches. House Democrats clear a $1.5 trillion spending deal after stripping COVID aid chamber voted on a sweeping funding measure that includes billions in emergency aid to Ukraine. House Democrats on Wednesday cleared a 1.5 trillion spending compromise along with billions in emergency aid for Ukraine and a major victory for president Joe Biden. Even as a rank and file revolt forced party leaders to strip billions of dollars in pandemic relief from the same bill. Democrats were jubilant jubilant over the passage of the bill which was the result of months of protracted battles with GOP leaders. But it wasn't without last minute drama in the House, where Speaker Nancy Pelosi and her leadership team were forced to yank the White House's $15 billion coronavirus relief request out of their bill after dozens of members revolted against paying for that aid using their home state's stockpiles of pandemic cash. The decision to ditch the virus aid was a tough setback for party leaders and Biden, who now have no clear path to deliver that money, intended to help bolster global vaccination and prepare the U.S. for another variant. It is heartbreaking to remove the COVID funding, and we must continue to fight for urgently needed COVID assistance, but unfortunately that uh, will not be included in the bill, Pelosi said on Wednesday. Still, Democrats cheered the sprawling $1.5 trillion funding bill, which includes $15 billion in aid to help Ukraine fend off brutal attacks from Russia, as well as enormous increases for both domestic and military programs. OG also revives earmarks for the first time since Congress banned the practice more than a decade ago. full package is expected to clear the Senate as soon as this weekend. Though not in time to meet the Friday night deadline, the House also approved a four-day short-term funding patch to avoid a weekend shutdown. Senate leaders will work quickly to, que- to clear the short-term funding bill for Biden's signature before Friday night. Friday night funda- uh, funding votes capped a particular chaotic day in the House where Democrats awoke that morning to a newly released 2,000 700-page funding deal that they plan to pass on the floor by early afternoon, in time for much of their caucus to head to Philadelphia for their annual policy retreat. Deb Pelosi and her team were forced to rapidly shift strategies, delaying votes as they worked to appease dozens of members from states such as uh, Michigan, Wisconsin, Florida, Ohio, Kansas, Missouri, Maine, who objected to the COVID-related provisions. A Wednesday afternoon, senior Democrats had decided to yank Biden's coronavirus aid package from the legislation altogether, infuriating some in the White House and its health agencies. Later that evening, Democrats decided not to pass the COVID relief as a standalone measure either and, it, uh, and to instead wait until Democrats come back from their retreat. McConnell, is McConnell a boomer? Just answer that one for me while we're doing this. On a boomer. Here is what Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene had to say about the passage of the funding bill.
4: Hey everyone, this is Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene. I want to tell you... Oh, how-
0: I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Did I need to hit you guys with a content warning? there is stupid ahead
4: corrupt congresses now you would not believe what happened last night as a matter of fact i'm still shocked about it and the rest of the republicans we're all shocked about it so you've been hearing probably about the omnibus bill that has been going through the appropriations committee this is a 1.5 trillion dollar omnibus bill that none of us got to see anything in the bill in the bill text we had no idea what
0: She was likes the word until omnibus.
4: this morning when we found out that the rules committee which is a democrat controlled committee and they they put out their um, basically their alert on their website they did not email any of us they put it on their website After
0: she did not get an email <laughs>
4: And early this morning, they put it on their website that the Rules Committee would be meeting at 1.30 a.m. 1.30 a.m.
0: Jim socks are useful, Ginger. The Rules
4: Committee meets to debate the bill. Normally, oh! how Congress should work, but it doesn't work this way since Pelosi has been speaker, is an appropriations bill is something that every member of Congress can go. They, we can put amendments in. We can debate on the bill. And then once it goes to rules committee, that is where we can go and argue back and, and try to put amendments and try to make changes. So they met in the middle of the night, in the dark of night, the Democrat Run Rules Committee met at 1.30 in the morning and by two thirty AM, two thirty AM early this morning, they had passed the one point five trillion dollar omnibus bill and they
0: That's not unusual. It is not unusual for them to stay all day until they get it passed. They were trying to pass it. Like we just read, they were trying to pass it early in the day, and they had to negotiate all fucking day. She's making it sound like it's some nefarious shit. They passed it in the middle of the night. Right wingers are fucking. They
4: release the bill text. So for all of us here in Washington, when we woke up earlier this morning, we found out that it was too late to go in and try to put amendments in, try to argue back, try to get things removed from this horrendous, absolutely horrendous $1.5 trillion spending bill that's supposed to keep the government uh, the lights on. But no, we weren't able to do that because the Democrats snuck it through, literally snuck it through from 1.30 in the morning till 2.30 in the morning. They did not tell us ahead of time. No one had any idea until they put it on their website after midnight. After midnight they posted it.
0: So after midnight.
4: This supposed to know. This I need is to not stop
0: Congress. singing on stream. That is supposed not a thing I should do.
4: Completely broken. So when you look at our government and you ca- you are shocked and cannot believe that the things that happen here in Washington D.C. I am telling you, this is how corrupt it is. It is so corrupt. It is.
0: Shocked. Jones, welcome. I mean,
4: I've been here since January of 2021, and I have been continuously. My mind has been. you are
0: all aware I you've am, been there, ma'am. And
4: how ma'am. corrupt and how things just are done the wrong way. But
0: the fact you, that last you have made, made your presence known.
4: Midnight, and they told no one, and they snuck in there in the dark of night. Meeting from 1 30 to 2 30 a.m.
0: Some people, some people will uh, consider um, the dark and odd to be quite romantic, them. ma'am.
4: They they wanted to sneak it through and they didn't want. Did you
0: to did you, you have your threesomes uh, in the, the, middle middle the middle of the of afternoon? The Maybe, hour Maybe. Hour you, you hour were you were at a day. gym. Apparently,
4: we're just forced to vote on it today. We are supposed to vote on this 1.5 trillion dollar omnibus bill today.
0: That's the coolest thing about her is that she lives in sexual anarchy. You live in sexual anarchy. And no
4: one has read it. No one has read the bill. 2741 pages. Yes, that's right. 2741 pages of 1.5 trillion in spending. Please share this video. If they
0: have spent months. Everyone knows
4: how corrupt
0: and how wants so like she's acting like it just all now like the final text did just drop this morning we read that
4: done this way in history things should this is this is so broken it is
0: they have been negotiating it
4: for of night in the rules committee
0: from 130 to 230 this is what they were supposed to pass in october she's acting like it was just wrong on her
4: supposed to vote today and we haven't even been able to read it. We're barely able to read it. So this is completely wrong. Please tell everyone this is exactly what they're doing. Other votes we have today is the, the oil ban for Russia. Uh, we have a temporary um, uh, spending bill that keeps the government's lights on until Tuesday. I don't think the, the government
0: should bill keep
4: its lights on. I think the government should be shut down, especially when they're sneaking bills through in the middle of the night. This is completely wrong.
0: Nita she thinks the government should shut down.
4: She is
0: stupid. Ma'am, you're stupid.
4: Tolerate this type you of treatment. And she works for the fools? American people the american tax dollars so i'm completely disgusted and appalled and i wanted you to know i want everyone to know this is this is the thing these are the things that happen here and um i'm yes
0: you pass bills that's the things that happen in congress
4: and and i hope you're angry too because this place is broken i mean they're literally sneaking through massive spending bills with awful things in them in the middle of the night okay please hit share and
0: let everyone know exactly What was Ted Cruz doing this afternoon, you may ask? Well, he was riding around with the the people's convoy, quote, unquote. i shotgun and lead truck to kick off the fourth day of the people's convoy. He shared a video of himself. Thank you to every trucker who is standing up for freedom for every man, woman, and child in America. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I need to... to, Content warning, you're going to see Ted Cruz. He's just out here fucking joyriding, lollygagging around. Lollygagging and boojacking. Oh, hey, it's Scatterbox, who clearly has never watched the Troll Patrol because I think I, I say that Democrats are always exemplary. That, that is a wildly inaccurate statement. The dorg is leading the short bus. There's also addressed the truck drivers at the speedway prior to the start of the convoy. God bless the people's convoy. He tweeted out. The convoy is not going to uh, into D.C. Driver Brian Brace said from inside the lead truck, according to the Washington Post, the convoy is going to continue its normal operation. The trucks have been driving in circles around the Capitol Beltway to protest COVID nineteen mandates and other restrictions to American freedom. Like what? What what mandates? What what fucking restrictions? I I say bad things about Democrats all the time, bro. All the fucking time. I'm constantly dunking on Democrats. Yeah, they haven't done anything. I constantly say that Joe Biden is in-, ineff- in affection ineffective in affection, He doesn't show me any affection. Good Lord. I constantly yell about how the crusty old fucks need to retire. You ever been in here when we're watching a Chucky e. Schumer fucking speech? For Nancy Pelosi, fuck, I can't get through a Nancy Pelosi speech. I'm not trashing the shit out of her and yelling at her to retire. You haven't been here. Well, I mean, he, he's kind of overly affectionate. and That's, that's kind of the problem. A problem. A problem. So, he likes to sniff some hair. He likes to get a little too close to people. <clears> hmm. <throat> fuck him i'm also like here's the thing is is right wingers talk about how joe biden is like a socialist or he's he's a puppet of the socialist or something i'm like, joe biden was bought and paid for by the credit card industry He was known for that while he was a senator he was elected to be a representative of capital in this country Why the? That's why the bankers and the Wall Street and all the all those types backed Joe Biden. Uh, Trump was fucking crazy. Crazy's not good for the stock market. I'd be good for the stock market. There, you. There you go. I mean, like I'm gonna take up for him when he does the right thing, which he's done a few times. Pull out from Afghanistan, like to take to take that heat to do the right thing, because that was gonna, No matter when that happened, what happened in Afghanistan would have happened. No matter when that happened, when the pullout happened, it, the the pullout should have happened ten years ago. And the same exact thing would have happened. So he deserves credit for that. He deserves credit for you know he was trying to fund uh safe smoking kits the like that's a that's a good thing had several nominees that I've been very happy with I'm very happy with uh kanji Brown Jackson as the nominee to the Supreme Court you are a right winger got a box I mean Joe Biden's a right winger, so you're a right winger. And you know you know what we say about right wingers? Right wingers are morons. Didn't Ted Cruz look so cute? He got to ride in the big truck. He's a big boy. Ted Cruz meets with leaders of the People's Convoy Trucker Vaccine Protest. The message of the People's Convoy is simple. The last 23 months of the COVID-19 pandemic have been a rough road for all Americans to travel, spiritually, emotionally, physically, and not least, financially. The Convoy says in a manifesto, advent of the vaccine and workable therapeutic agents, along with the hard work of so many sectors that contributed to declining COVID-19 cases and severity of illness. It's now time to reopen the country. What the fuck is it open? Everything's fuck. Everything is wide open. Went to dinner the other night. It was fine. What the fuck are you fucks talking about? Went out to dinner. We got ice cream. What can't you do? The average American worker needs to be able to end-run the economic hardships of the last two years and get back to the business of making bread. They can pay their rents and mortgages and help jumpstart this economy. To that end, it's time for... Who out here isn't fucking working? It's time for elected officials to work with the blue-collar and white-collar workers of America and restore accountability and liberty. By lifting all mandates and ending the state of emergency, as COVID is well in hand now, and Americans need to get back to work in a free and unrestricted manner. People lost their goddamn minds. What are they talking about? wingers are more... And in Florida, Santos has declared there's no place for the COVID theater. This is after he yelled at kids.
5: What, the end of last week? What we've seen over the last two years is a gap between uh, the overarching narrative, a gap between the Faucian pronouncements of what needed to be done. No, no, no. Marjorie Taylor uh, Greene is definitely indeed, uh, uh, like a Gen Xer. Supported or did not support... Uh, those policies, something that has been missing and been hard to find over the past two years, which is open discussion and transparency about some of the policies that we've
0: seen over the last... They are, this is the Surgeon General of Florida, and he is recommending that kids that are healthy not get the COVID vaccine. Against the medical advice of everybody, fucking else in the medical community, this one long, lone kook is recommending that children not get the vaccination. Fuck Florida. Fuck this guy. The last two years. Five percent
6: at most, it seems, from a lot of the published data, um, of COVID was actually spread in schools. Some studies as low as one percent. Some of this used pretty elegant uh, contact tracing. You know, it was, took me about a year into the pandemic before it became really clear that it wasn't obvious at all that any policy was strongly effective at reducing COVID infections or, or death.
4: We've really had an inversion of the precautionary principle, and I think that's a great theme because it relates to school closures, lockdowns,
5: masks. But the proper place of science and society. Why were
7: there a whole bunch of people and screens behind them? But not dictate policy. And then I and I believe that lockdowns themselves, once once we have fully evaluated them, will we'll be seen as a, a, a enormous mistake. There is no justification. They had fucking Malone bad. up there. God damn. We're of the strong opinion that if there is risk, there must be
3: choice. This is fundamental. Well, I, can,
0: I can go ahead and show. I can show you the data. What do you mean by mistake?
3: think under those circumstances uh, if
0: it's if it's if it's deaths we're measuring the united states failed
2: it is very difficult when you are talking to a patient and right between you there's a mandate
3: two years you know now we can say the benefit of hindsight that the measures in fact didn't do very much to slow down the spread
5: lockdowns are plausible Uh, But they're not scientific, and and the scientific evidence, as we've seen, is how harmful they've been.
4: I just, again, hope hope that this recognition, we can move forward and prevent this um, from occurring. This
0: this is the... Schools are essential. Carnival of uh, coops this
5: discussion here. Discussion has uh, has crystallized a lot of things. I think we've seen and that, and that
0: screen seen behind the them. Trust
5: in the medical establishment and in the CDC and the politicization of those institutions, and, and that's not going to bode well uh, for us as as a society going forward. Um, uh, an aversion to actual data uh, if it conflicts with the narrative, um, and then really a failure to uh, to weigh costs and benefits, um, whether that's lockdowns. Whether that's school closures or whether that's even something about, uh, you know, whether a healthy seven-year-old kid uh, should get the COVID vaccine.
0: Wow. New York Times reporter. Matthew Rosenberg calls colleagues bitches says that the left overreacted to the Capitol riot. This is video of this reporter for the New York
5: Times.
0: The video was taken by Project Veritas.
5: That is like I'm so. At this point, I'm so over. The less overreaction, the less reaction to it. In some places, are so over the top. It's like me and two other colleagues who were there, or outside.
0: I mean, we were just like, dude. Come on, like I like. Here's the thing about like over the top and like fucking right wingers take anything and run with it and drive it into the ground. <laughs> it's a mes- It's a messaging thing. The Democrats absolutely should talk about january 6 and should use it as a political fucking hatchet against their opponents what the fuck that's just good politics sorry you felt that the the left overreacted to january 6 i don't i think i properly reacted to
7: january 6 sir
5: you were not in anything
7: Matthew Rosenberg is a Pulitzer Prize winning national security correspondent for the New York Times. In multiple meetings with one of our undercover journalists, Rosenberg reveals a lot about the inner workings and inner turmoil at the Times. For starters, he doesn't hesitate to undermine his own paper's coverage of the events that took place in our nation's capital on January 6th, 2021.
0: Once again, this is, is a Project tried. Veritas video. Is it, is it like he's not gonna show you the...
5: overreaction? Like, I think you can tell them how much fun we had on January. Oh, that's great. Is,
0: are you allowed to have that much fun on January 6th? I just want to be morning. I know, <laughs> I
5: know. So, if you're traumatized, but like, all these colleagues who are in the building, I'm like, oh, he's so like, oh, f- Is that okay. really the vibe nah. from them? I'm like, come yeah. on. I'm like, oh, it's not the kind of place I can sit and tell somebody to man up, but I kind of want to. If you're like, dude, come on. Like, you were
3: not
0: in anything. I mean, I dispute that because we watched them actually, like, I live streamed it. I watched them fucking attack reporters. We watched them attack reporters. We watched them grab their gear and shit. They, they kind of were in danger, and the way the right wing gets all riled up about fake news and shit, I, I, I do believe they were in mild danger, shall we say? A bunch of
5: photographers. Then uh-huh. there were people inside the Capitol. Yeah, who was inside? Little little dweebs. They keep going on about the trauma. So like guys, shut the. F- Enough. I guess it was scarier. Did
4: they insight. write about it? Uh, oh, God, please tell me who so I can read.
5: I don't know if they wrote about their time. This chick named Emily Conkord and this guy named Nick Fandos. They're both like on their 20s. Nick Fana? Fandos? Fandos. Fandos. Nick, Nick doesn't even know. Where they covered Conkord. So they're congressional reporters. <laughs> uh, the story I got sucked into
0: doing. Fucking bitches! I, for, I
5: do investigative stuff. I usually do like, longer term things. But um, i like, I got back to work on Monday and the managing editor had a a great idea that he could have had a month ago which was like we should really, me and a colleague had done like a very like long, 7,000 word story last year in February about like kind of the big lie about the stop the steel campaign, which is a very organized campaign, it wasn't like an organic one. He's like, Can we do like part two of that, like what's gone on in the years since January 6th, You're kind of like memory-holding it? Like, maybe it, it's no big deal. Like, yeah, we can do that. Just a little quick turnaround, so we've been doing the last few days. So that's the story, but sort of meeting. I'm like, you know, one of the issues here is that like, um, Fox News of the World and other elsewhere is that the left's overreaction, the left's reaction to it in some places was so over the top that it gave the opening the right leader to start introducing the idea, of, well, these people are out of control. It's not right? a big deal as they're making it. They were making it too big. They were making some organized thing that it wasn't. I always hate that shit where they're like, oh, the left is to blame for
0: the, rea- the, the way the rights react to shit. Like, what? What? It's It's my fault that the right-wingers are like, oh, there's nothing here. Oh, they would have reacted that way anyway. That's the way Trump reacted. The fuck is this dude talking about? What
7: a stupid fuck. the right,
5: like, nothing happened here. It was just a peaceful bunch of you know? it's like, but nobody was
7: here. Not as big of a deal as the media made it out to be, well, that hasn't stopped Rosenberg from publishing his Part 2 article earlier this year, describing the false narratives that circulate around January 6th in the events that unfolded.
5: You know, we're the ones, not Fox, not Breitbart, who actually okay. went and uncovered the fact that, like, there were a ton of FBI informants on the people who attacked the Capitol. That was us. Not the right one you need the sources from within to dig into the You need the
0: sources from within to dig I believe the story only said one FBI informant, yeah. didn't it? I'm
5: just saying, it's like if you work there, you get polygraphed every year, and you're asked if you spoke to a informant. Your answer is everything but no, you're in big trouble. He said a ton. We're talking to former people is a common people story.
2: Okay, you're also talking to people who are <laughs> 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 recently <talking>
5: left, <laughs> who are still talking to people on the inside. People are being taken out.
2: Well, we talked to uh, people who got arrested in their families. Mm-hmm. Or their there neighbors?
5: neighbors and stuff. Families Do you, usually don't want to talk for good reason. Have you
2: guys
5: talked to anybody who's actually been arrested? Yeah, although most of them are the lawyers told about not talk to us. Why? If you're facing serious criminal... I mean crime.
0: FBI informant can mean a lot of different things. Unless
5: there's like a very specific reason that you need like And a ton is
0: information different information. than one.
5: No good to Why not?
0: Anything you say is going end up in court. <laughs> you just don't want to be arrested. Like an FBI informant can 100% be somebody that what believes that
7: shit, but got caught and is having to stew ...January 6th as not a big deal, yet spins something entirely different for the world to read in his newspaper. Project Veritas has received letters from those incarcerated for being present that day. Voices that remain unheard describe a total lack of due process spurred by the reactions, or in Rosenberg's words, overreaction of how those events were portrayed around the world by the media and politicians. Stay tuned for part two of the series as Rosenberg continues to delve deeper into the turmoil and inner workings of the New York Times.
0: Get a part two apparently. Project Veritas released footage on Tuesday showing Matthew Rosenberg, who covers national security for the Gray Lady, mocking coworkers who said they were traumatized over the insurrection last year. Ooh, apparently we get his comments on the P tape in part two. Calling it ridiculous and saying, "Of course it doesn't exist." I mean, I can believe it exists. I can, I can believe it doesn't exist. I can go either way on that. When, when we're talking about piss, though, everyone knows that I would give anything, anything I own, to piss in Dan Crenshaw's open aisle. Just saying, just. In case there was anybody in here that was unaware of that. All right. UVA senior Emma Camp went on with the Hills went on the Hills Rising. Discussed the black the backlash. Fuck! I'm I I can't I can't talk anymore. Oh shit! UVA senior Emma Camp discusses the backlash to her recent op-ed decrying cancel culture on college campuses. I cycle from topic to topic too quickly. I'm sorry, Scadman this is, this is, this is good feedback. I need to hear this. Maybe I do need to pause and talk. I've, I've thought about this. This is, this is something that I've actually, but at this point in time, like Justin's, Justin's hungry. Justin's going to go make a hamburger. Justin's rushing. Cause he's like, Pfft. time to get the fuck out of here. Fuck you guys. No, no, not really. Don't literally fuck you guys. into that sort of thing oh you okay rb i don't know what's going on in the chat now, let's 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 take a pause here and uh, I'm gonna get a little high. Uh, I am not high enough to have a conversation about cancel culture right now. I have not watched this. I don't. Uh, I don't. I don't know what you're gonna say. I don't. Uh, apparently, you know the the graphic for the hill says point proven. Here's the thing to me is like if the only thing that happened to her was that she received feedback, like people on Twitter made fun of her or some shit. That's just that comes with the territory. That's that's just what happens. People people on the internet on the you have an existence on the internet and you're gonna put yourself out there by writing an an, an, an opinion. Editorial, op-ed. You're going to put yourself out there. You're opening yourself up for criticism. And calling that cancel culture is trying to stifle the speech of other people who are trying to tell you to go fuck yourself. And I'm against that. Like, I, I, I don't know what these people fucking want. You are not entitled to be platformed. We're not entitled to be able to say whatever the fuck you want, unquestioned and without reprisal. That's not a thing. That's not a right granted to you. So I'm gonna assume it's just like, haha some people were mean to me on Twitter. I'm trying. Di- they're trying to cancel me, and it's gonna it's gonna upset me. Like, what, what is this Barry Weiss in training? Get off your damn cross! Stop trying to. Ma- I know. I know that's a thing that right wingers love to do. Is they make they make themselves out to be a victim. They're a victim of big tech censorship. They're a victim of cancel culture. The woke mob came from me because it's 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 good marketing. It gets you an interview on the Hill. But how you're a victim of cancel culture.
8: ...and debated, but that's not the experience you
0: had.
9: Our next guest has made a big splash in the debate surrounding free speech issues on college campuses, something an issue near and dear to my heart. Uh, she wrote this New York Times op-ed titled, I came to college eager to debate. I found self-censorship instead. Emma Camp writes, quote, I went to college to learn... For- and if
0: you, if you came to college... Okay, you came as a freshman to college eager to debate with people you probably got your ass kicked in debates because you didn't have any clue how to debate yet. And people made fun of you and like fucking like, I know we were kind of harsh in the philosophy department. Going back and forth in arguments with each other.
8: For my professors and peers, I welcomed an environment that champions intellectual diversity and rigorous disagreement. Instead, my college experience has been defined by strict ideological conformity. Students of all political persuasions hold back from saying what we really think. Emma is a senior at the University of Virginia. She joins us now to discuss her piece. Emma, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. So you've received some backlash on this, which is kind of interesting because it sort of, I guess, so showcases your entire point. Um, about not being able to say and and think the way you want. Now, colleges have always been thought to be the places where these – Correct about what? She hasn't presented any evidence. And debated, but that's not the experience you had.
10: Yes, that's true. So I I think a lot of what's been going on is, you know, I I really think that in an ideal world, the purpose of a college education is to kind of grow and develop intellectually. But I think what's happening is that right now there's a lot of kind of social capital to be gained from kind of publicly dunking on other people. Um, And so what that really incentivizes is this like really harsh social backlash for kind of the expression of any political opinion that goes outside of the acceptable mean. And I think what happens is that a lot of college
0: Her issue is with getting publicly dunked on. I looked stupid when I expressed my stupid ass view and I got dunked on on Twitter and I'm upset about it and I'm going to cry. We 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 play victim.
10: Students are constantly terrified of saying the wrong thing and of course when you're terrified of saying the wrong thing you're inherently terrified of thinking the wrong thing and so i think what happens is a lot of people close themselves off to that kind of intellectual development that i think is so important
9: yeah my in my research on this subject i've written i've written a lot about it and, and, and by the way you're you're coming to work with us at reason which i'm very ex- excited about this.
0: i is robbie swab is he like a uh, what do they call him a castrato where, where they cut your balls off when you're a kid so that your voice never changes, so you can always sing soprano in the choir. Like some kind of medieval shit they did for plays. It was like Shakespearean time. Robby
9: Acastrato. It is a funny way to meet for the first time. I, I see this uh, this op-ed going viral the other day. I'm like, oh, who, this is really good. Who wrote it? And like, oh, they're coming to work for us. Great. Um... Anyway, my diagnosis of the problem, it it seems like it's not, it's different, slightly different from campus to campus, but often it is not uh, most of the teachers or even most of the students who, it's not that they want you to self-censor, but there's a minority of students who are very militant, uh, kind of against the concept of free speech. Because they're worried that they're they're very worried that the,
0: the uh, mythical blue-haired girl that's so going to shout you down that doesn't you, actually you exist violence to happen
9: again boogeyman that, in right? their mind and it's those people again not most people on campus but a smaller number who successfully shut down all discussions uh, on those grounds is something like that been your experience?
10: Yeah, I think I would agree with that largely. I, I definitely think a lot of this phenomenon happens because students don't want to be you know, the subject of the day in terms of who, who has the ire from the minority of students focused on them. So I would agree with that prognosis uh, fairly yeah. much so. And, and, I, and then ironically... You
0: Examples,
9: used, please. You were very Evidence. much the student of the day, at least on, on Twitter. When you, I saw all these, as Kim, as you mentioned, all these very, you know, massive accounts tend to be people in the kind of mainstream or left of center or liberal media uh, with massive followings, people with big platforms um, doing the thing that, I've often heard them say you're not supposed to do with like punching down right aren't you not supposed to just viciously attack or make fun of or belittle or bully uh you know people uh, like in your position who are at the start of their
0: uh, that's uh, what she career. wanted you No, know, what 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 that's it she's going to work. For Reason Magazine. That's what she wants that she's being interviewed by the Hill. She is trying to make a name in this business. She wanted a blue check pile on that. I am tired of right wingers saying incendiary things, getting the response they wanted, and then playing victim. What fucking babies? Jesus fucking, God, I got made fun of on Twitter. Is this interview? And it is 12 and a half minutes long. I wish you people could feel embarrassment. Please learn to feel embarrassment. I'm embarrassed for you. She's not, she's proud of herself because she knows she is going to make so much fucking money. Drifting off of these right wing
10: idiots.
0: What is happening on college campuses? Not a single person has said what has. We are 345 into this, and I haven't gotten to anything. I haven't seen how she has been aggrieved in any way other than, like, ah, people were mean to me online. It's stupid. Stop being stupid. Put your big boy pants on and learn that people have opinions and will tell you to go fuck yourself. I don't know what this is. Uh, right wingers are supposed to be the party of, of, of personal responsibility. They never goddamn take personal responsibility. It's the weirdest goddamn thing. Shut the fuck up, woman. She's a grifter. Can you not see this? No, it is not. There is no fucking freedom of speech being trampled on in universities. What the fuck evidence do you have of that, you stupid fuck? You can't just claim shit and expect people to take you seriously. Because then I'm going to use my freedom of speech and tell you that you're fucking stupid. Do you
5: think we're stupid? You think we're fools?
10: Yeah, I, I found the the response to my article very much sort of proving the point I have to make, which is that, you know, individuals who step a toe out of line face this really intense and really disproportionate social backlash. And then I said that in public, and then the name Emma was trending on Twitter. Wow. Um, so it, it, was, it was certainly... Uh, That's what a, a you
0: wanted!
10: ...writing publicly... Um, and I do get a little bit of satisfaction in knowing that this response sort of proves that I have a point.
6: And Emma, I thought the the pile on was un- unfair and untoward and, and that it, it, in some ways it did prove your point. But I also want to press you on on part of it. Isn't isn't there a way in which you're doing some of the same thing that you're accusing your critics of by And tell me if this is a fair headline. The headline says, you know, I came to college looking for debate. You know, there's this this elevation of the idea of debate, which I actually find in conflict with, with dialogue and with learning how to think. Like, as you're moving from high school into college and then from college on, you're really developing what you think about the world. But if you come into the conversation already convinced of what you think of the world, and just looking for people to debate you. Like, there's something about the debate-me-bro culture that is the... <laughs> ant- that's
0: exactly what she's wanting to be a of part the of, the debate-me-bro bro culture. And so... while she's going to
6: work so for Reason Magazine. It, people are annoyed by that, to me, doesn't necessarily prove the point. Like, wh- when I was in college, there was often always that one student who just wanted to, like, get in arguments for the sake of arguments rather than kind of sorting through I- ideas... And I, I mean, I, I'm kind of guilty of that, that to be honest. I had, like, oh, God, here we go. We're just going to now we're just going to be kind of scoring points against each other for the rest of this class.
10: I mean, the first thing I'd say to that is I don't write my headlines. Right. I, I <laughs> I'm right. Yeah. The That's why I asked you
6: if you thought it was fair. Yeah. I,
10: I really didn't. When, when I sat down to write it, I didn't really think of it as about debate per se, but about just being able to express a wealth of ideas and possibly have productive conversations about the Raven No,
0: I don't understand it. what so happened understand to aggrieve her
10: expressed there, but I, I really didn't intend to communicate that idea at all. And you know, it, it's part of the perils of not writing your own headlines, I suppose. And sometimes
8: debate's not necessarily just to score points, but I like that phrase, the debate-me-bro culture. I've never <laughs> heard that one before. But, you know, a lot of times it's about, you know, the because debate is an idiot. learning and growing from one another. And one thing that I think Ryan and I would both appreciate about your piece, Emma, is that you mentioned that you sort of sought refuge in the philosophy department. I know Ryan and I both have our degrees in philosophy, so we, we get it. You know, we go to those departments and study that uh, in order to have— those various different points of view brought up.
0: I can't imagine
8: I having you know, when you are studying philosophy, we're forced to take a position and then
0: I cannot imagine having a philosophy class with Kim Iverson. Ma'am, I I would I would have had a I would have had it out for you in philosophy class. I'm sorry. I I w I would I would have not uh uh Enjoyed having debates with you, or maybe I would have really enjoyed having debates with you.
8: Then, then very next class they say, "Now that you've taken this position on this, you need to take the other." Person. How
0: has she been marginalized, Scatterbox? Somebody tell me how has she been marginalized in any fucking way? you know,
8: for other students that are this. Victim,
0: this victim culture bullshit is pissing me off. Right wingers and right wingers claim the the left plays victim all the time. That's all you fucks do. God
10: Really, the main place where I find that is a it, it's I it's technically a debating society, but it isn't a debating society in the way we would think of it, where it's a lot of debates. I mean, it's sort of like a, a social intellectual club at UVA called the Jefferson Society. Um, it's where I have most of my friends and it's where it's really the only place at UVA I've been able to find where there's these kind of cross ideological friendships. I really don't know anyone. Else.
0: That's a claim scatterbox. box. That's not evidence. Have you ever even been to college? Because, you know, I graduated seven, eight years ago. And I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. How is free speech being trampled on in college? It's a fact, bro. That's stupid. You're stupid. (laughs) Believe me, I could say anything I fucking wanted. And I did. (laughs) Both in the philosophy department and in the broadcasting department. Oh, you went to a community college. That's a little different. Most people aren't there to live the college social life. You're not there to... Uh, have the campus experience you're there most people are working taking classes on the side little fucking different than what we're talking about so you don't really understand the campus society and how how was free speech being trampled on at your community version of college Do tell, give me an example I've yet to hear this woman say any any fucking way that she, I'm not, I'm not a snob. I went, to, I took some classes at a community college. I do not begrudge anyone for uh, going to a community college. I was pointing out the difference that what, 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 what kind of free speech culture is there at a community college? Because most people are are like, there's no dorms, there's no campus life. People are commuting to the community college. They have jobs. I'm just I, I've I've yet to hear how this woman was aggrieved in any way and she's she's riding whatever perceived aggrievement shit is to a job at Reason magazine.
10: Outside of the Jefferson Society who has cross ideological friendships. So some of my best friends like one of my best friends is an abject Marxist lens. I don't don't
0: trust you. I don't don't trust trust what you say.
10: Because I'm a left libertarian. But we're still able to be really good friends, right? And I also have friends who are way more conservative than me or way more leftist than me. And we're able to not really have debates. I don't really think of us as debating each other, but have like good good faith conversations about political topics and also about things that are completely unrelated and just about our lives or a movie we liked um and so that's really where i i found that uva right can have this kind of rich conversations and it's one of my favorite things about my college experience
6: yeah, where, where were you when you kind of learned that the piece had been published and that you were trending <laughs> what, what was that what was that like
10: so I was actually in a cabin in the mountains of Virginia. I had gone on a very brief kind of two-day spring break trip with some friends, and the cabin had really spotty Wi-Fi. So I knew it was going to be published on Monday morning, and I could, I was, I could hear my phone starting to blow up. And I looked at my Twitter, because I, I figured that it would have some kind of response, and I checked Twitter, and it was there were a lot of responses. But thankfully, I had friends who were saying, Emma, put your phone down. Play Frisbee. Emma, put your phone down. <laughs> Let's play cards. And so it wasn't until later when one of my friends goes, Nicole Hannah-Jones just did a thread about you. i like, what? And then my friends went, Emma, you're trending on Twitter. And I was like, what? And so I, it was really this kind of shock.
0: She got what she wanted. So I
10: knew something like this was a possibility, but to be honest – Thinking, it, it felt kind of like a self-centered thought to think I am the camp and so important <laughs> I'm to the internet. Like I actively tried to keep myself from having that thought because it felt like vanity. So what ended up happening is that I was very shocked by the degree of attention that the piece got.
0: That must be something. Because she's, she's young though. She She seems, she seems like bright. A, Maybe a, she'll a, grow out of this. Like, what do you mean? What if you if if if, do if do it doesn't right? become a very lucrative <laughs> business <laughs> for.
8: Where were you when you first went viral? Do you remember? I've
6: never
0: gone viral. I'm sure. Oh, come on, Ryan. Where
9: were you when you went viral? Where were you when you? I,
0: as I said, she's still young. Hopefully, she grows out of it.
9: House that uh, my wife and I lived in briefly before we moved to DC, uh, when the UVA, uh, actually UVA, the the Rolling Stone rape scandal story yeah. that I was, like, uh, one of the first early skeptics of, and then everyone online was calling me, like, a denier of rape for 24 hours. Where were you? So I was, like, it was in my living room. <laughs> oh,
0: he was a victim of cancel culture. <laughs> I was just
9: back, we were like, is this the end? And then the whole story got divided. Well, it's funny, right. because you
8: asked this question, I'm thinking, who would know where they were? But then, when I recently went viral on... Kim Twitter, goes viral, like, three times <laughs> a day, no, I mean, so, was, yeah, you don't remember, Well, this was a time when, that, when people were hating on me, and Keith Olbermann came after me, and there were all these people that were
0: that is like on Rumble my most viewed video is where I'm talking about Kim Iverson and I don't like it's got like 900 views now and a shit ton of co- like people are saying some god-awful things about me in the comments and I don't like I don't even remember what I said about Kim I Iver- I didn't pay attention to Rumble I didn't know I didn't know that video had blown up like that. Most of my videos on on Rumble get zero views. Some get one or two. Kim Iverson gets like eight or nine hundred. Oh, it was the mass formation psychosis bullshit from the Joe Rogan shit
8: coming after me and um i was actually at disneyland when that and i I remember now sitting in at the restaurant at disneyland at the happiest place on earth finding out that i was being dragged on twitter so it's like funny
6: it could be a searing experience and emma i'm curious if there was anything that people said publicly that you agreed with that made you think like huh okay that's actually a fair point
10: yeah, I, I think one
6: of the Ryan.
10: things that I definitely think is fair is people who kind of... But what, what happened that the grieved her? Um, and what I mean by that is I, I definitely got a lot of responses that were kind of like, ah, I agree with the point but this isn't a very good example of the genre. And to that I sort of say they're probably right. You know, I, I recognize that I'm very young and that I'm a very early point in my career. And I really hope that when I'm the same age as a lot of my good faith critics when I'm 32 or 42 or older, you know, my writing is much more developed and much more strong. So I, I certainly take those points, uh, especially.
0: I hope you don't fall
9: into you, the, you the you stupid uh, traps, uh, and we'll let you go. But I, I, the, pe- some people were being like, "Oh, how dare someone!" It swells
0: on social, social media, really, like
9: that is, there is odd. War with Ukraine, aren't there more important things going
0: on? But like, you didn't, I, these you people just need just, to live uh, in the real world. world. You probably wrote this no, weeks ago. No, spending, I. I, I really spending twelve minutes on this, and then me spending another twenty, fucking twenty-five minutes making fun of it is.
10: There's a war in Ukraine. Wow, it is... war in Ukraine. <laughs> you don't have to pay this much attention to me. Please
9: do something. <laughs> uh, about good point. Well, Emma, thank you so much uh, for joining us. It was nice to meet you, and look forward to meeting. I, d-
0: I don't you think Ryan on. Grimm enjoys being right, in the public eye. If you if you saw that shot, you saw up, that shot of all of them.
9: About, good point. Well, Emma, thank
0: you so much. Everybody else does nice indeed you, want to we be in the, the University public University eye there. DC. All right. Ryan Grimm Thanks. looked very uncomfortable. Uh, for joining us. It was nice. Those three definitely want to be there. They are our camera hogs. Ryan Grimm is like, I just want to do the news. I don't know why she was. I'm. I kind of want to pull up the op-ed and read it. 'Cause like I'm interested to know exactly what it was that w- ag- aggrieved you. But in yeah, who cares? Curiouser says who cares, and I, I I think I'm gonna side with Curiouser. And I'm I'm gonna go make a hamburger, but before that we're gonna watch some we're gonna watch some kids get bottle fed. Hope you guys are ready for this. Oh, that's got some music. Don't feed who? Who am I not supposed to feed? I was gonna I was gonna show you some kids getting fed. We're out here on a goat farm. Crickets when it comes to Florida, crickets when it comes to Texas, when it comes to the fucking, like, uh, Steve Donzinger that got imprisoned for his suit against Exxon. Crickets when there's actually issues of free speech. No, I hate, I hate the right using free speech as some marketing ploy to promote themselves. I hate it. Who's canceled? Who's canceled? I I will totally feed sparkles. Uh, what would you like for dinner tomorrow? Are you even, are you even coming? there was talk of doing the freak show remote those are some absolutely adorable kids apparently 17 put the food in my mouth what kind of food would you like darling getting ready to make a hamburger you want you want a hamburger you want me let me break out the cast iron make a hamburger for you yep what's up thank you for the resub what, what does baby want to eat Oh, if you guys didn't know, I am I'm am promoting the Friday Night Freak Show. Sparkles will be here or at her place. Sparkles will be on Sparkles will be on stream tomorrow. 10 p.m. Eastern. This is the Friday Night Freak Show. On Friday nights we do the comedy Sparkles and I argue, apparently, we have some kind of couples therapy on stream. Not even a couple. (laughs) Is that what the, is that, is that, was that the comment that we got? It's a unwanted couples therapy session. I forget what, I forget what the comment was. I had somebody tell me off. Oh, uh, yeah, the Friday Night Freak Show, tomorrow night, 10 p.m. Eastern time. Couple of characters. If you are watching on Twitch, I'm going to go hang out with Grims. Remember, tomorrow night, 10 p.m. Eastern, it is the Friday Night Freak Show. I'll be joined by my lovely co-host, Sparkles Lavendar. Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before you hit the sack. I'm Justin Fregan. We'll see you tomorrow night.